on the on the on the board. The that kill button. It was like the dump, uh, the last seven seconds of recorded audio, but it okay. built up over time, so it de- <laughs> it delayed the audio by like a microsecond every you know few frames of audio, and then it would build up to seven seconds of delay, and then you could dump that seven seconds. And we had this dude on the show named Adam. He owns Good Times Barbershop in Imperial Beach, mm-hmm. which is where I get my haircut now. Ever since I met him, yeah, and. He was like, fuck, and then, boom, dump it. And then he goes, oh, shit, did I just say fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. what Now I don't know what to do. Now I don't know if I can. Uh, we're screwed, man. We're going we're gonna to get fined by the FCC. It's more uh, complicated than the button in, in Lost, man. Yeah. Remember that button? Yeah, That's and good. you just transition to a new uh, time and place. Yeah, do you guys want like this again on you guys? Or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want to uh, send it? A little send it. <laughs> send it. <laughs> send it. So, uh, okay, Aiden, welcome. Uh, so the way we normally do this, I, I've already started recording just in case anything funny gets said, but uh, yeah, for sure. we haven't really started yet. So there's a, uh, uh, the theme, the overall theme is like transition and then uh, what you're doing now and if you could pass on any valuable information to somebody who might be getting out, then what would that information be? Mm-hmm. And also uh, today I was going to see if we could focus on talking about veterans and residents stuff. Yeah. And why you applied, why I applied, um, and Scotty can kind of be the uh, the uh, um, anonymous listener who's curious about things. Like, represent the listener, you know? Like, yeah, 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 what yeah. questions do you have, and what questions w- would you expect us to uh, answer? 100%. If you guys, um, I have all the control of the audio over here. If you want me to turn up your headphones or something like that, just let me know, and uh, and I'm more than happy to do so. Does my audio sound good? Or yeah, it sounds great. How, well, how far? Well, you like right, right wh- around here. Whatever you're hearing yeah. is getting recorded. That's what's that's what happened. Yep. Okay. So you sound you good sound right good. now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I just have, have to. I have no snare in my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I have to talk right into this mic because it's super. Uh, it blocks everything. It even blocks me a little bit when I'm talking right here mm-hmm. into it. I have to talk loud enough for it to even recognize it needs to pick something up, mm-hmm. which I like. But I d- we did one a couple weeks ago at this winery and the daughter of the vintner. Uh, so this guy was a Vietnam veteran pilot who was total badass uh, Navy and. His daughter was like, okay, so you can hear me right now, right? Yeah. She's like, nothing. I had a lot of, and, uh, and uh, the problem was <laughs> on that day, I only had one headphones. So I was the only one hearing it, and it was my fault. So I gave her the headphones, and then she was like, oh, shit. And she starts talking into the mic. Um, so I had to edit uh, some of the stuff that she was doing. <laughs> but, okay, so for, um, for timing purposes, I'm going to play the show intro music, and then we'll kick it off from there. Can you go through your sound effects? Yeah, you want to hear them? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so here's <laughs> laugh. These are the first time I'm hearing them myself. So yeah. So I've got laugh. Um, the, only, the problem with these, and I, I'm going to edit all these because they're too long in my opinion right now. Like, this is yeah. too long of a laugh. Applause. Which I, I will play these give when the moment's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. I like that. <laughs> For a uh, dramatic effect. Yeah. Transitioning music. Yeah. military. And then I was a civilian. <laughs> yes. And I had to wipe my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we show intro. Welcome to the Scuttlebutt on 89.1 KNSJ Desconzo, San Diego's only military radio hour, with your 
your hosts, Maximus and Van, bringing you news, Not Van. stories, and interviews from and for the military and veteran community of San Diego. What's up, guys? Maximus here with the Scuttlebutt Show, and I'm joined here today by my good friend and co-host, Scotty. What's up, Scotty? What's up, guys? And my new good friend, Aiden. What's up, Aiden? Hey, how's it going? And w- Man, this is one of the most special and unique episodes that we have and maybe will ever do on the Scuttlebutt Show because we can never have this day back, right? It is the first day that the Scuttlebutt Show is a, an official partner with Bunker Labs and the Veterans in Residence Program here in downtown. And, uh, and, and Scotty is a part of the Scuttlebutt Show via Visa V, ergo, uh, he is connected to Bunker Labs through the Scuttlebutt Show. Uh, I applied um, a few months ago, and there was this interview process, and we're going to tell you guys all about what that is, what the what the Bunker Labs program is, and veterans and residents. Um, and then Aiden, Aiden with us here is also in veterans and residents. Yes, so I'm a photographer, videographer, and kind of same deal. I think we 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 all applied what three four months ago, and yeah, got selected. I think it was out of eighty people, and they uh, brought it down to fifteen, and then I think it was like 10, 10, uh, 10 got selected. Yeah, I, I, I do. As we go through this thing, I'm curious to know and learn more about the selection criteria. And my real question is, and I didn't want to do this today because I didn't want to trigger them to realize I don't belong here. But <laughs> wait, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're playing with the new uh, with the new soundboard here. Um, I didn't I, I didn't want to ask this right away. I want to get more uh, settled in first. But like. And, and, and our listeners should hear this, too, because we have a lot of veteran business listeners. We've had a lot of veteran business, uh, uh, a lot of veteran guests who are business owners who might want to apply to this program in the future. So one thing I'd be curious about is what disqualified people? I know other programs I've been through, the main thing that disqualified people was them not taking the application process seriously. Because mm-hmm. if you can't fill out the application, right, isn't that what they say? Like, uh, if you if you if you have a typo on like your col- on the front page of your college submission letter, they don't look at the rest because you couldn't do that part right. So do yeah. you even take it seriously? Type yeah. thing. It's like, like the name. The name's misspelled. Right. <laughs> like if you yeah. get your name wrong on the exam sheet, like you automatically <laughs> fail the exam. You know. Yeah. yeah. No rank. Yeah. In the, in the Navy, so in the Navy, we take a test to promote. Uh, so Aiden was a Marine. Yeah. A- actually, before we go any further, let's introduce Aiden. Aiden, you, you already said what you're doing now. Tell us a little about your about your background and your service. Yes. Yeah. Your, the, the, the the military you so <laughs> i uh yeah joined the joined the marine corps uh middle of 2012 um did uh, aviation ordinance so i was uh on the f-18 um platform and uh yeah it was like an amazing amazing military kind of experience it was it was four years uh, I, d- I did four years um deployed twice and and i think it was one of those things where i i got out because i didn't have the control that i wanted um and i and i think one of the things that a lot of like you go into entrepreneurship and you kind of go into these facets, you want that kind of freedom. Um, and, and like the military didn't have that, but it, the military opened up a lot of doors for me. Um, but yeah, so I got out of the military, worked as a contractor for a little bit. And then, uh, recently this past year, um, took this step like full force into entrepreneurship and running uh, full-time freelance kind of creative services. And what are some of the, uh, so if you can say, uh, I, we didn't really talk, we didn't really front load this episode too much with like uh, NDA Privacy Act stuff that mm-hmm. you might have uh, on you. So just don't say anything you're not comfortable with, obviously. Uh, yeah. This is a very laid back program that I run here. No, for sure. Um, <laughs> but what are some programs that you've worked on or people you've worked with that the audience might recognize? Um, so yeah, in the military community, so I'm, uh, as a creative, I've worked kind of with uh, 
a lot of these veteran brands, um, I, I kind of was found through Tank Machine, uh, which maybe some some people would recognize. Um, but yeah, so Tank Machine was uh, I was working as a contractor, <laughs> and my uh, me and my girlfriend had just broken up, and I'd, I'd reached out to this Instagram personality at like two hundred fifty thousand followers at the time, and he uh, was in San Diego, had taken this like a uh, super dope photo on Sunset Cliffs, and I, I just recently uh, was shooting on a Canon eighty D uh, for about six months prior. And, uh, and I, I, I messaged him, so like, it wasn't even a message, it was a comment. I was like, you ever need a marine photographer? Um, love, to, love to work with you. And he had uh, DM'd me like 20 minutes later, like eight video messages saying like, hey, uh, actually, uh, love, your pork, love your feed. Can you shoot me at the Marine Corps ball tomorrow night? And I was like, uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, so, and, and, and I probably could have with the ADD. Um, I had done a couple jobs um, with one of my friends, 5D Mark III. So I was, I was comfortable with that camera. I was looking to buy, I was looking to invest in the 5D Mark IV later that year, um, or early 2018. And so I, I had just made the decision. I was like, I'm, I'm making decent money as a contractor. I, I'm going to pull the trigger on, like, get the gear, get the, you know, rock this set. And uh, I took out a loan that morning. Uh, the more I said yes, of course I said yes. Uh, and then I was like, we'll figure it out as we go. But I, I took a loan that morning, got uh, got everything I needed to shoot that set. And uh, yeah, I met him at the hotel, shot the Marine Corps ball for him. Uh, I stayed up to like three in the morning, editing all the photos, delivered to him like that following day. And then uh, he kind of put me in contact with all the veteran brands I work with now. And so like currently, I, you know, I've shot with uh, Virtus Outdoors is one of my clients. Um, Rudy Ray's, you know, so there's a, we did a really cool, um, shoot with Rudy out in, uh, like on top of Black Speech, like Torrey Pines, Torrey Pines area. Um, Bet TV, so Donnie O'Malley and that gang, I've, I've done some, uh, work with them. Uh, and now currently I'm, uh, kind of under retainer with a couple of, uh, nonprofits and brands in San Diego, uh, Ert Ert, and as well as, uh, One More Wave and, uh, and just some of the other brands that they kind of associate with, like 30 Seconds Out and Nevesky Guns and some of those brands. But, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Uh, you know, what's really funny is Aiden and I were just talking before we started the show. Uh, I was like, I don't know if you've ever heard of One More Wave. He goes, oh, I do the videos for One More Wave. And I said, oh, I do the videos for One More Wave, too. <laughs> uh, so I, so, I, uh, so I, met, I met the uh, one of the Kyle Bucket from One More Wave uh, when I was going through the Honor Foundation program, which if, you, if you're a listener to this show, you've heard all about that. Um, and the Honor Foundation is great. And I linked up with Kyle, and Kyle provided a lot of mentorship for me. He's just a fantastic dude. And just as of this week, I did, uh, like, my fifth video for them formally where they uh, they asked me to create content, mainly, like, After Effects stuff. Nice. Um, and I did that board delivery on Wednesday. Uh, yeah. He, I said, hey, man, he had mentioned board deliveries. I was like, hey, if you ever want to let me know if you ever need one of those board delivery videos. He's like, can you do it today at 3 p.m.? I was like, <laughs> I can. I, I, I mean, I, w- I just will. You know, yeah. I'll make it happen. So, and it wasn't, like, super dramatic. It was low drama for me. It was pretty yeah. pretty easy. I already had all my stuff in the car because I had done this shoot over the weekend uh, for another guy on our show, Jason Velasco, who I want to give a big shout-out to uh, his project, the Forgotten Warrior Project, and his series, PTSD, where he tells stories of PTSD from first responders, military, civilians, uh, all different flavors of traumatic event that have triggered a diagnosis of PTSD in people told episodically based and it's it's a it's a narrative series based on true stories um like rescue 911 mm-hmm. style and uh we filmed we spent all weekend filming uh the 2 minute spec trailer for that shot all on like 
C300s. The cinematographer was this, the guy from Sons of Anarchy and Veep, and he's done all these shows. It was the oh, most nice. professional set. <laughs> they had We did a, sh- uh, a, a scene out at night. They had rented this ambulance, and they had it surrounded by RE sky panels. And I was like, where am I? Like, how did you fund this? And he had been fundraising. So it was a... Uh, it, it's yeah. going to turn out to be a real, like, uh, w- they're, they're going to shop that around, try to get funding for pre, pre-funded for distribution, and then create, like, a 12-episode uh, ser- season one. And I'm just so excited for him, because we had him on the Scuttlebutt show. We we uh, promoted his Indiegogo and Kickstarter. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I don't know how much of an impact, uh, statistically, we had. I wish I did have more of those metrics. But it's just great to see that we had him on there. This guy had a goal. Uh, and he is, he's pursuing his goal. And his brother was a Navy veteran. Awesome. Um, Aiden, you don't know this. Scotty and I go back um, like 14 years. Uh, he joined the Navy a little bit before me. We met at our first command, which was the USS Ronald Reagan. Okay. Then we went into uh, squadrons together, and then we went in and did our, our you know boots-on-ground stuff together as well at the same command. It, he was just always a little bit ahead of me. I basically chased his career path uh, through with my own for the entire length of time that we've known each other. Awesome. And uh, it's great that we still get to work together outside of the military. Scott is a veteran, Navy veteran um, currently. So that's, that's awesome. Um, so you, so Aiden, you got out of uh, the Marine Corps. What would you say was the most shocking thing about getting out or what was like the moment that you were like, Oh man, I'm not in under the umbrella anymore. Did you have anything like that? It was, I had a kind of a interesting transition. Um, I wanted, I wanted to get out for uh, kind of the, for the, the freedom kind of position, but I, uh, the idea when you get out, you, you, do you have that job lined up? Do you have like, are you going into school? Um, you know, and I think for me, I, I had just applied for an apartment and I like didn't have an income. So I had like the GI bill, income but it, w- it hadn't like slated yet so i'd like applied with my les showing that i was like eh, i'm making this money i wasn't making that money <laughs> for like another month but uh got approved and then and then it was it was it was a scramble to a degree um getting like so i was going to school full-time uh using the agi bill uh, i moved in with my girlfriend which was probably not the best idea but uh <laughs> the um yeah, I think I think that just navigating for the first time, it's like, hey, this is uh, y- you had that safety net of you know if, if everything hits the fan, like y- you can you know walk with your tail between your legs back to base, and you know there I mean there's they're they're gonna take care of you, but it is a, you're you're on your own, and th- and I feel like there there's power in being independent, and I I feel like uh, it's I feel like why a majority of us joined the military was like I, I wanted to be independent from my family, like you know hey I'm gonna create a life for myself, and I know I didn't want to take out student loan debt, I didn't want to deal with, you know, these kind of burdens on me, I'll do, you know, I'll do some service, I'll, you know, learn a skill, hopefully, and, you know, and, and it's probably the best decision, I probably, none of us regret, I, I feel like no, no one regrets their military service, and the amount of doors it opens, the amount of connections it opens, and, and just the skills alone, you know, like, leadership, and whatever, so, I mean, it's, uh, I'd say, nobody who's served honorably, can yeah. I tell you a little funny, yeah. st- uh, <laughs> yeah, I got I, a little, I, I got a little, I got a little funny story, um, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was traveling for work up in <coughs> Paso Robles, California, and, and you guys know we just did an episode up there at, at the Pianeta Winery. Uh, that's the Vietnam pilot uh, flying off of the carrier, and he's got he's got some stories, man. He shared some stuff with us offline uh, mm-hmm. that was incredible. And we were out at a bar, uh, li- which is total shocker. Um, <laughs> so we're out at a bar, and this guy comes up to us. He's like, you guys are military. And we're like, no, nah, man, we're not. And he goes, yeah, you are. And I said, no, nah, we're not. And he goes, I know it. I just got out of the Marine Corps. I was, oh, you're a Marine. Okay, yeah, we, we, uh, we're veterans, but, yeah, we were, we were military. 
He goes, oh, yeah, I just got out of the Marine Corps. Uh, unfortunately, I spent the last six months in the brig before I got out. And I was like, looking at this guy, and he had a total meth mouth. Do you know what I'm saying when I say meth mouth? Like his teeth were black and dagger-like shaped, you know? Like he's been eating rocks. Like he's been eating rocks for a while. And he's like, I just got out of the Marine Corps three weeks ago. Mm. And I'm like doing the math. And I'm like, well, you've been addicted to drugs for quite some time. And he goes, time is maybe yeah. hard <laughs> time, time is relative. Dude, it might, it might, <laughs> <laughs> it might sound like uh, this might sound insensitive up to this point, but let me, let me get through the, the whole deal here. He goes, yeah, they busted me and some other guys for selling cocaine. To, it was like the largest cocaine bust in the whole Marine Corps, but I didn't do it. And I'm like, dude, I, you did it. I your, can tell by looking at your, you. Your when, mouth says otherwise. <laughs> when, when was this? This was like probably a, a year or less, less than a year ago. Yes. In Pendleton oh, or it, Miramar. It was in Miramar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if – so it's funny. Like there's so many uh, – you don't know if it's a myth or not. Like there's the story of like the gunny who like went on like midlife crisis. And was like <laughs> a, he was a – I think he was a power plant. And so like the power plants, they used to when they like would turn up jets – they would uh, taxi. And so like a maintainer would taxi this $15 million aircraft. And like, he took off, he was like, fuck it. I'm going to take off the runway. I'm going to do a little joyride around La Jolla. And he landed, landed perfectly. Um, but, and then got arrested and supposedly he's in the brig. So I don't know if that's a true story. I think that's true. I think, I think I've heard is. that I think, too. I think it's a true story, but Scotty, but you have, you know, I know a guy, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the cocaine one, um, I was a contractor, I think, and I remember my, my buddy was still in. Uh, he's got another year in, and he was saying everybody got investigated across the board because it, it was yeah, uh, it was it was the units and yeah. it was it, like all the units were connected and it was like there were some key players and and yeah. but, but it was a room inspection is what it, it, they opened it up into like. And, and this is where the myth that comes into play is like how much is true, but it was supposedly like some right. some like high brass walked into like a marine and a, and a mound of like <laughs> like oh wow this is not this is not an ideal situation. That sounds I bet that's exactly yeah. and he said he said like four <laughs> commands were all going down like at yeah. the time under investigation for the inner inner command sweeps that they were doing everything like this and and here, here's <laughs> where here's where I uh, I lose my sympathy um, aside from the fact that it's a shitty thing to do at least. Like, I got it, dude. People do drugs. But if you're active duty, just don't. Like, just don't do it for a just couple don't. years or just don't get caught, at least. Or don't have a pound what? of cocaine in your what? barracks. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't get caught or it, don't have a, co- a pound of cocaine yeah. in your barracks. And it's, it's, I mean, you, 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 we made that decision. It's like, I don't need that release. I don't need to escape, you know. It's like, I mean. Well, sometimes it's not always the drugs. <laughs> like, like, you guys know about, like, the, the CO that got caught in the in the in the canyon because he like followed a shipmate home and was like looking in her window and she called the cops and the cops like chased him into a into a bush and yeah like there's like all sorts of COs that have been arrested for like putting cameras in the boys locker room and <sighs> stuff like that so it's not always necessarily the drugs yeah right? well so so here here's <laughs> or so find drugs so here's <laughs> where here's where you lose me with me feeling bad about it mm-hmm. is I always like. I always am on the side of the person who was minding their own business when something happens. Like, I always think like, uh, it's 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 n- the victim is always the person who didn't want to be there. You know, mm-hmm. so the person who would have never considered using drugs, but then there they are in like the last place you would expect to find them, and <laughs> you then you're like af- you succumb to peer pressure, and you're like, okay, I'll do what did you call it a bump? I will do one now. And then that's it. And your life is ruined. You get kicked out of the military with a 
a, a, a bad conduct or an other than honorable or even an administrative. And if you haven't, if you're in the, so, so for my audience members who are active duty, you don't realize it now, but when you get out of the military, everything that you apply for in the future asks you if you've served and then your discharge status. Mm-hmm. Every job, every federal program, if you ever want to be a federal employee, all, all your federal benefits, if you, if you served in the military, there's a question on there about that. And then it says, what was your discharge status? Uh, honorable, uh, what was it, you know? And you don't want to wear the burden of the bad conduct or the other than honorable. Every time I get to drop down that menu and select honorable and add the list of things, I'm like, thank goodness, because it, well, the like, alternative sucks. Well, and like you said, I mean, it's, it's one, one moment turns your entire life upside down like immediately and it's i mean i feel like all of us have you know those herring moments where it's like eh, i'll probably w- i'm alive this is cool <laughs> uh, but but you know but it, you know outside of drug use but like i mean we're all probably drinker I mean, maybe maybe uh you guys <laughs> are pretty good at that <laughs> um fact yeah but <laughs> we're, we're known um but yeah, I mean, your entire life turned upside down from this, you know, and, and again, from the action of, of a peer that's, you know, a terrible influence or whatnot. Yeah, it's not, it's not worth it. So can we, go, can we go the other way? Yeah, what's the other way? I've <laughs> got one about a friend, right, who is retired senior chief, <laughs> just came back to the same place he retired from as a contractor and is completely confused, right? Because he's like, I, what do I do? Do I go to the chief's mess and, and ask for help if I'm not getting it? Or am I a contractor and I should just be quiet? And it's it's something that I've never fathomed. Like, how does that change after you retire from the military and go back as a contractor? I mean, you know, I went straight from active duty E5 to contractor. That's That's not that big of a deal. But after retiring as a senior chief and then going back to the same place of work as a contractor. Yeah. Well, what mean, think about that. What uh, to what really messed me up uh, when I got out was, you go from the high pa- the high uh, the the high op tempo, right, where a lot of responsibilities are on you, mm-hmm. and you learn to accept responsibility, and and take it on, and it becomes not a big deal, and where I landed initially getting out, and Scotty, you you kind of will will feel me not now, but like when you first got out. Mm-hmm. You just don't have the overall responsibility of being an active duty member anymore. So if you if you do become a contractor, you just when everyone goes to quarters or when everyone goes to do their NKO courses, some of that stuff maybe still applies with them, like NKO or whatever, mm-hmm. AKO, MKO. Uh, you just you start to see the difference, like uniforms. Uh, y- you start to realize, like, oh, I don't have a uniform. I don't have to put on a, a cover to go outside. Stuff like that. It starts to like you feel icky at first like you're doing something wrong when you're just doing nothing wrong you're doing normal stuff but compared to last week it feels like you're doing something wrong you know so when you guys are like for me when we worked as uh it's a uh, 101 is a navy marine corps and contracting unit so i don't know is it everybody kind of like your original shop contractors and um we, we or do they carried separate, like do they one or two contractors and they are intermixed. But they so they are like in the shop. So I mean I think that was that was one of the harder transitions for us was like, you know, transitioning from like a sergeant in like a senior position, you know, having like fifteen, twenty guys underneath you to now I'm a contractor. Hey, I, I am taking I'm a I, not a tech rep, but I'm I'm more of a I'm a I'm a tool, I'm a resource for these Marines to to utilize hey, utilize my you know, I 
my skill, my, you know, what I've, I've seen everything that's happened here. So like I'm a resource. Um, but like, you're not, you're not there driving the ship anymore. And I think that's like kind of, and like, kind of like you're saying, you, you do, you do kind of take that step back and you, and you, you there are, those are good changes though. I mean, I feel like that's, you know, Hey, you did your time and, and, uh, you might feel like, uh, what's the word is like, like, uh, nasty, nasty thing. Um, but like the idea that like, you know, it, we don't have to be on all the time. You mm-hmm. still get your haircut once a week or <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I, I did. I just got a haircut yesterday for this, uh, for today. <coughs> I wanted to look good on camera when I filmed myself uh, walking <laughs> around, walking around WeWork. Another thing was uh, when I got out was this, the feeling of being able to do anything I wanted and no one cared <laughs> was a bit overwhelming. Like if I want to, I can move, you know? If I want to, I can stop coming to work, and I'll just not have a job. If I want to, I can go get any job. There's no limit. I could go be a, a big baller C-suite executive if that job presented itself to me. I Like, nothing is holding me back, and that was a little scary too. So now the only thing in, in my way of doing whatever I want to do is myself yep. and, and every other veteran too. Like, it, you're your only obstacle, um, and that can be hard to – to to come to terms with too, that you don't have to ask permission to go out of bounds or something like that, you know. Very true. So, trying to bring it back here, I still have a very big question: What is Bunker Labs? Oh, thanks for getting us back on track. Can yeah. we? Can we? Uh, before I want to answer this question, but uh, can you talk on just the idea if you were a senior official walking in on a, <laughs> a barracks room <laughs> of like the cocaine bust of the century? Oh, right. Can you imagine like <laughs> just the? Uh, okay, <laughs> I I can. I can, I, I I can't even I can't even fathom as a as a highbrow like the base general just found out that like forty five marines are part of a cocaine. <laughs> you know, I'd be proud of them for being ingenuitive <laughs> and <laughs> reaching out and going forth and using their skills. Well, well, okay. Learned in the core to be so adaptive, but then I'd be very mad. At <laughs> I I can I can explain it like this, okay? And this is what I've said about leadership in the military or leadership in general at any kind of uh, established organization. Here's what I would tell somebody, okay? Uh, when you're a leader in, an, in any organization, you don't have feelings about it. You represent policy. Yeah. So if you were the senior enlisted or something or the, the OIC, the captain, and you walk into that Marine's barracks room and there's a pile of drugs there, it doesn't matter how that affects you. You represent the consequences at that point. There's not. There's only one thing you can do. It's not emotional. It's yeah. A, yeah. So so whenever I've been in a leadership position in the military, that's how I always uh, approached it. Is like mm-hmm. if somebody was to ask me, um, and this is not. I didn't invent this. This is advice that was given to me a long time ago. Somebody who uh, was kind enough to share it was uh, on a sailor of the year board asked, "What's your position on uh, homosexuals in the military?" And I said. My position is the policy because as a E6, that's the leadership level that you're at. You don't have an opinion on it anymore. You represent the policy. And that's what I would say. (laughs) That's what I would say officially. And then (laughs) alternatively, I would say, holy shit, you guys are really dumb. Uh, That was a really big mistake. And uh, the party, basically the party's over for you. Like, that is just so dumb. That's it's such insane. an ignorant thing to do. Insane. Yeah. And the fact that they're doing it in the barracks is like, come on, guys. 
really? There was a <laughs> when I, what? How is so? <laughs> why, why are we not thinking this through? So Scotty, I'm watching the clock here. We're we're about halfway in my and and I I did have a plan to be on the bunker labs thing no later than halfway through the show. So we're coming <laughs> up on it. Oh, I was just shaking my head because I wasn't sure if we were talking about the drugs or the homosexual <laughs> sex. <laughs> No, we're get, we're get, we're getting to it, but you know, it's like uh, it's like any any good any good business meeting, you have to have the small talk first, right? To, to, and some and the tea and the <laughs> you, you don't work for me. Uh, the chai. We the first, first we have chai. I'm so like I'm like the wolf. You only call me in when you <laughs> when you need it. So the uh, what was I saying? The uh, what was I? Oh yeah, we had a guy. Uh, this happened when I was in the navy at the barracks. There was a guy selling drugs, and. He just he ended up going to the brig. Yeah, you just that's just a really dumb thing to do. If you're if you're ha- if you happen to be listening to my show, it's not really. Uh, I don't know how many listeners we have who are at like that E one E three level. But if you are, um, <laughs> don't become a drug dealer while you're active duty. That's <laughs> yeah. the worst thing you can do to yourself. This is the dare um, the dare show. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So uh, the reason that we're here today, and the reason that we know Aiden, and the reason that we have this sweet office, and and. Uh, if you're not following us on Instagram at the Scuttlebutt Show, um, you won't be able to see the cool pics and videos we're putting up. But the reason that we're in this cool office today is because we joined the Veterans Veterans in Residence program under Bunker Labs. Bunker Labs is a national organization with locations all throughout the country. I guess that's what a national organization is. <laughs> um, that pr- that provides spaces, services, business mentorship, and community to help veterans and their family member entrepreneurs find their tribe and create their life's work. And finding a tribe is a super important thing, as we know. Um, there's that book, Tribe of Tribes, by Sebastian Younger, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, really good book. I've only read excerpts from it. I, I, I've converted to books on tape. Uh, yeah. So w- if you hear me say I read a book, I'm using the word wrong, probably. <laughs> uh, and I feel like already our tribe has grown, because I met you today, Aiden. Yeah. And you met me, and you can consider me a member of your tribe now. <laughs> and everyone else that came here today, like we have Frank, who makes their crayons ready to eat. Uh, he's a former Marine. He has a woodworking business. He's an excellent carpenter, and he also has the crayons ready to eat. Uh, crayons made of chocolate that you can use to draw on things, but also uh, represents the crayon eater uh, persona of the Marine Corps, which is obviously satirical. It's important. And it's important to the culture. <laughs> uh, and and uh, Bunker Labs um, is sponsoring us. We're two of a probably 10 uh, San Diego location members who are all veterans, all entrepreneurs, my place here is the Scuttlebutt Show and my creative filmmaking that goes along with the Scuttlebutt Show. Aiden is a photographer, filmmaker, cinematographer, extremely talented. What's your Instagram? It's uh, Aiden Demoli. Yeah. Can you spell it? It's uh, A-I-D-A-N-D-E-M-O-L-L-I. So, so, you know, make sure you get over there and follow him on Instagram. It, would you want that? Would you want people to follow you on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I post uh, kind of, I've been posting a little less, but uh, trying to like put out more quality work and, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about meaningful work, I think, a little bit later. But um, yeah, remind me to kind of bring that up. Okay. <laughs> uh, meaningful work. We'll bring that up. So you said um, that you were selected from categories to, to be in this. What were those categories? Uh, I, I I don't I don't think it was categories as much as it was. I mean, so I mean, it, I think one of the one of the restrictions was. Um, not restrictions, but wha- what's the word? Um, qualifiers. You just like yeah. wha- what was disqualifying people? And yeah. I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs. You know. Uh, I feel like we've all gone through that period where, you know, we, the contracting gave, like what, what was the first, the first time you made that sale? Like somebody paid for my service. Somebody paid me $300 for my service. That's, that's a really like powerful moment knowing that like, that's, that's very qualifying. Um, 
moment just for yourself. And I think that's, that was kind of one of the disqualifiers is a lot of these people like, Hey, I have this, you know, business idea, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, they haven't actually made that first sale, you know? And it, you know, this is, this is a veteran entrepreneurial group. You know, this isn't, I don't think this is like, this isn't the idea part. This is, you know, we, we need you to be on the ground running and, and we're here to help you like increase your sprint, you know? Um, or I don't know if that makes it's like the little arrow on Mario Kart that makes you go faster. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Bunker yeah. Labs. You're hit the, the rainbow. Bunker rainbow Labs one. is the arrow. Yeah. <laughs> Bunker Labs is the rainbow arrow that accelerates you. <laughs> and it is. It's an accelerator and it's an incubator there and it is. is a it's it's a place that fills uh the room with possible investors and mentors and everything. And you know what's funny is I'm on the website, the Bunker Labs. Uh see if you look up veterans and residents or Bunker Labs, you'll find the same landing page that I'm on. And it is uh it is a. I, I just read this right now, that Bunker Labs launched nationally in ten cities on Veterans Day, twenty seventeen. Really, the first time the Scuttlebutt Show aired on public radio was Veterans Day, twenty seventeen. Nice. So that is a, a kind of. Uh, that's weird. Uh, that's, sync that's weird. What is the word? Uh-huh. Uh, sync. Coincidence. Coinc- coinc- Serendipitous. <laughs> Serendipitous uh, nice. coincidence. Yeah. And what? So we're in downtown San Diego, in one of the big, uh, taller office buildings here, and we have full twenty-four-seven access to this facility for the next six months. We can host events, we can do classes, we can do meetups. There's definitely gonna be some scuttlebutt show meetups. Uh, we should do some videos here. We should do maybe a film here, like a yeah. uh, I, I office set film. I think I was what we were talking about earlier, like just everything in the the space here is aesthetic so it's like the desks the <laughs> windows yeah, everything the looks great like everything looks i mean think of think of like ikea and it's like if the entire place is like an ikea <laughs> but less uh a little more masculine than ikea yeah you know some <laughs> of the ones some of the uh, offices that you can rent on the third floor i noticed were really aesthetic like we walked past yeah. one it had a big it was so like the like C one. It had the C on the wall with a like the a gr- the stand up table. Is there each of yeah. the, gr- the grid room? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it was. It's just really cool. And they have the little phone booths that you can go and do some independent work in. Then they have uh, the common space where they have a bunch of tables. It's like a, a a lounge area. They have foosball. Are you playing a foosball <laughs> with so your friends? Yeah. So they have foosball. <laughs> they have uh, uh, ping pong. There's an outdoor seating area with cornhole and a stage, and that's where the events are held. Uh, and they have beer on tap. They have kombucha on tap. They have snacks that you can buy. They have free water and coffee. Snacks. And booch. the coffee is good. Booch. Yeah, there's snacks. Booch, yeah. booch with the boys. Booch, yeah. <laughs> Saturdays are for booch. And uh, brunch and booch. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds bad. And and this is our this is our place to come for the next six months and do work and uh, and it's dog friendly. I see, I'm looking at a dog right now on the hallway. It's uh it's just the best. And if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, uh, and you can also email us at the scuttlebutt show at gmail.com, you'll be seeing all of the uh, inside of this place and the content that we're creating, all of our meetups and parties and things that we're doing. Um, and I, even though this is day one, literally the first day, like we did our in doc earlier, I can already tell I'm going to miss this when it's over. Uh, it's I, just the best. Well, and I think too, um, part of like what's so amazing about this is even after it's over, that network in this community is there. W- w- there's perks to us like continuing this um, in the long term. I, I have a question for you. The, like having brought on and you went through the interview process, and I don't know if you want to talk about that at all. Um, you have six months, and it's like for me, like we have six months. How do we capitalize on six months? Um, I, I, I think you know having a to do list, having you know as as a creator, y- you know like having kind of have to meet deadlines. 
um, how do we create that kind of goal oriented, just how do we crush the next six months and, and what do we plan to crush for the next, what, what do you plan to crush for the next six months? That's a great question. I'm going to fire back okay. the same question to you yeah, and the sure. same question at Scotty, cause Scotty, you're in this with me, right? So what are your goals with it? But I'll, yeah. I'll lead by saying, uh, it's, it's my ethos, um, my, my Northern, uh, my North star for this show is it starts with listener experience, guest experience, and I'm just here to mediate, moderate that conversation between listener and guest. And it is uh, the, the success for me looks like success for the people that I have on this show. Absolutely. My goal is to help as many people as I can do whatever it is that they're set out to do. That is what I'm trying to do. So, and, and in turn, that comes back and helps me. So at, uh, in business, in all the business I've done since I've separated from the military, I've done a lot of things for free, okay? But every one of the things that I've done for free has come back two, three, four, or greater fold in the long run. Is it give, give value, get value? Give value, get value. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a perfect way to put it. Um, if, and and it's like, an ex, it's like a, a piece of advice that I was given uh, when I was in the Honor Foundation, and I've heard it before, and I've heard it, I've heard it iterated on um, things I've seen on online, like listening to other podcasts and motivational speakers and uh, uh, business advisors, coaches. They say, when you um, when you pick up the phone to call somebody, the conversation shouldn't be, uh, "What do you need from me?" The conversation should be, "What can I do for you?" From a completely selfless standpoint, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're sincere, it'll be felt, right? And it will then turn into things that, an actual business conversation. Like, that, your conversation should not start transactionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about this earlier. It should never be, a, it, if it feels transactional, it do, then, it's sh- then something's going wrong, you know? Um, wh- I mean, wh- I, I think I, I agree with you 100%, but at, at the same time, like, um, I know as I've grown, uh, and I, I feel like you probably like, oh, you have a camera. Oh, come, hey, let's take some pictures. Uh, you know, it's like oh, I have this magic box that you know, <laughs> you know, this cost me a lot of money, a lot of time. I've, I've invested a lot of time and money into you know, into learning this this piece of equipment. Um, you know, and, and having that worth, you know, knowing like, like hey, I, I want to help. If I could help everybody, I would help everybody. But it's like, I, I think the free work has its place. Um, and if and if you can. Uh, and it's for other freelancers out there, like, uh, free work has opened so many doors for me. And, and again, like you said, like that is, that is the initial, it's, it's almost like, uh, how you breach that relationship. Um, but I think on a professional sense too, uh, they would want to pay you. And if that makes sense, it's like my, my, my respect out of you and vice versa is like, Hey, I'm bringing this value and, and that value is going to come back. Like you said, and, and it does. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I've, uh, I've showed up to jobs that I, for, uh, let's say um, a buddy of mine owns a distillery and I showed up and I'm like, Hey, I just like you. I respect you. I respect, yeah. and I love your product. Yeah. And you've always been a nice guy to me. Uh, and I consider you a friend and I want to do this, these videos for you. Right. Yeah. I go and I do that. And he hands me eight bottles of liquor that are 60, 70 bucks each yes. and $500 cash. And that was just, th- you know, I didn't, go in there expecting that and I would have been happy to do it for free. Now there isn't there is a, there is an upper limit on this, right? So so there is a, here here's wh- here's what I've always said is um for me the utility that I offer carries little uh 
value for me. Like, I won't take offense if you don't think that what I'm doing, that the, the product is valuable. Uh, I can live with that. Like, if you don't understand that film production costs me money mm-hmm. and it, me doing that for you is a big deal, if you don't get that, I don't mind. I, I understand why you might not, right? It's just magic, right? It's just a magic box, and we get on our <laughs> magic computer, and yeah. it's magically easy, and the song yeah. picks itself, and you know the deal. Yeah. But I, think, I, mean, like I think it's just the idea is is the, the outlook on it is reverse of what it should be, right? Like, we, all three of us have that outlook is, hey, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. When I do my job, when people call, you'd be surprised how many people are are taken back by me saying, what can I do for you? How can I solve your problem? Right, that's perfect. That's perfect professional conflict resolution, right from the get go. Mm-hmm. Because nine times out of ten, in business anywhere, you have to call somebody for something. You don't want to just call them for no reason, right? There has to be some kind of meet. There's business happening, and when you start the conversation positively, it just makes business so much better. Yeah, yeah. Well, so on the on the topic of the upper limit of of w- like from a service provider standpoint. I understand if you if you don't know uh, what the value of my of my business is, and I understand if you and I definitely understand if you don't know the cost. Here's what I expect universally to be understood: my time, yep. right? Time is our most valuable asset, and if I'm giving you my time, mm-hmm. right, and I say, "Hey, uh, I've come to a, a a quoted price for my service, and that is based on the time that I'm going to spend doing it," I expect people to understand that it should be pretty clear to most people like, okay, you're going to spend 15 hours. Think about losing 15. I'm going to give you a four minute product. It's going to be 15 hours of my time. Uh, <laughs> I thought your iPhone just does it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that's like 26,000 decisions that you've made. That yeah. Like in premiere pro like crashed and like you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. lost about like 1500 of those decisions. And yeah. So can't locate <laughs> files. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah. So <laughs> like when I was at your house the other day, you're like, Oh, I'm like rendering something. That's lame. <laughs> oh yeah, rendering <laughs> takes like you know, and then you render, and then you render something, and you send it to the client, and then they say, "Hey, can you turn the audio up in this part?" They don't know what they just asked me to do, <laughs> right? They they don't under. They, I, I get that you don't get that, but when I tell you that that's going to take me six hours, but I, I, I need, need you it, to understand. I need it. I need it in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Totally. That's that's <laughs> the uh, so, Aiden. Okay. So, veterans and residents, uh, bunker labs. A lot of people in our cohort have that creative side. I've noticed already. Yeah. And it is headed up locally by the Marine Rapper, who was a guest on our show. I almost, I, I did mean to say that. So the Marine Rapper, TMR, who's been a guest on our show a couple times, and we played his music, and we'll, we're definitely going to play his music a lot more in the upcoming episodes, and he's going to be a frequent guest, uh, is the local rep for the San Diego chapter of Bunker Labs. Um, well, I, I think he, he opened the door for both of us. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yep. So oh. the reason that we're both here is because of him, right? Yeah. So Raymond's the man. There's a, <laughs> there is a huge, huge sector of veterans who are in the creative types and are going to creative industry. Uh, not it's it's and I'm always on on my show trying to squash that stereotype of like military just follows orders, does what they're told, doesn't yeah. think for themselves. It's just not true. It's just not no. the case. And I like to really play to the creative side, uh, and we have that he- that here. So for everyone listening, just understand that when you ask your friend who just took up photography to do your uh, your uh, newborn photos, y- you're making a big request, you know. 
So respect, if, if people are giving you their time, really respect that. And that goes for anything. Maybe you have a friend who's a plumber and they come over and they fix your, uh, your house, right? Uh, oh yeah, I can fix that. I just need some new Teflon tape and a new U-joint uh, or something like that, right? Well, that person took the time to get the Teflon tape and the U-joint. They come over, they take the time to unscrew the old one, clean it up, probably clean up your place. When people give you their time, that should be respected universally. It's well, the only thing that matters, well, and truly. And, and the idea, I mean, just to kind of like, uh, there's so many quotes on like pricing and stuff and the idea, it's like, you're not paying, yes, I can do this in 30 minutes. You're not, you're not like, yes, that might look very like, oh, you, that is the magic box and it just produces very quickly. But it's like my, my 10,000 hours before this, that's, that's yeah, where, right. Where that's I was banging on my trade yeah. for, for time and time yeah. and you yeah. didn't see any of that because if you got, if you hire a specialist, like for me to edit a video, I'm a, I'm a monkey. It's going to take me forever. Right. <laughs> but for one of you two to edit a video, it will be much quicker. Right. Because yeah. Professionals at it. Yeah. So that's just, I have no problem paying people to do stuff for me. Yeah, that's why people hire editors. Yeah, like yeah. This is this is how business works, right? I'm not good at that, so I'm going to hire out for it. Well, I, I think you just hit on something too, in the idea that like you know, hey, understand that we're self-aware of our weaknesses and, and double down on our strengths, and then outsource whenever we can. Absolutely. I, that, I mean, that's for me. I know if I can outsource, I'm going to try. Um, that's opened up a lot of my time. So yeah. yeah, I've uh, I've gotten to a point now where I'm doing work paid well enough where I can hire uh, an assistant yeah. and I have an assistant come out and even if it's just setting up, you know, three point lighting or something like that, it makes a massive difference in charging batteries, charging batteries. Hey, can you go grab me this other lens? I mean, Wor working solo just sucks. Working solo is hard. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times when you're working solo, you might look like you don't even know what you're doing because you're running yeah. around so much. Well, and, you're, and you're missing things. Wh I'm whether you like it or not, you're, you're missing things. I'm going to start a business and I'm going to call it Audio Video Squires. And <laughs> I'm just going to get you guys Audio Video Squires. Can you? <laughs> I, we probably can. I, I need to reach out because I know there's there's a couple guys uh, at Miramar that are like interested in it. I, I haven't had the time to um, I just recently moved back to down to San Diego. But uh, just like, hey, I, I have a second camera. L I'll teach you how to <laughs> use this thing. But uh, I, I could love to love your help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, um, so. so I want to before we get too far in, we're almost we're already almost at our hour. Uh, nice. The the one thing I want to get out real quick uh, and then I'm going to come back to what you were saying about meaningful work mm. uh, is. If our cohort just started today, today is March 7th. Is that right? Yes. Yep. So today is March 7th. We just started. We're going for six months. Ours ends in August. If you're interested in knowing more about Bunker Labs and the Veterans in Residence program, please feel free to hit me up. DM me on Instagram. Whatever it is, I'm more than happy to tell you what I know about it, which is limited. And I'm even happier to put you in contact with the people who are the professionals here and running the program. If you, th if you think that this is something for you, if you're a veteran or you might even still be active duty, I know people who are part of this program who are still on active duty or in the reserves, uh, let me know because connecting people to – connecting the right people is a huge thing for me. It's something that I, I really uh, uh, think that I am, have a talent for, and it makes me just so happy. to. It's like I said, success for me is success of those around me. So any way I can help, uh, if you're a listener, let me know. I, I know so many <laughs> – uh, buddies of mine who have their own businesses now or, or starting them. And I think it's just fantastic. And I want to promote that as much as I possibly can. Well, I think what's, what's cool too, is, uh, this is, uh, it's, it's a cycle. So we're on a six months. They just had a cohort finish this past month. So, I mean, they're always, you know, there's so much opportunity, um, over the next, you know, for the next cycle, you know, they might, and they might bring on more than 10 people. So 
as as Bunker Labs and this whole collaboration kind of grows. Now, Aiden, the uh, meaningful work. Where were we going with that? Um, so I, I think uh, one thing isn't like so. I mean, do you do primarily videography or photography or a little video? Video. Primarily video. Primarily video. Um, so for me. I think you see on photography, like you see all these like photographers on, on, you know, they take pictures of hot girls or it's like really cool stuff. And I've taken pictures of hot girls and I've taken like cool cars and like the, you know, yes, aesthetics will always look good. And that's, that's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Um, but at, at, at what point, like the value that I'm giving as a photographer, what, what am I, um, what am I providing back to the community or like, w w is it, is it fulfilling to me or, you know, am I, am I just clicking the shutter and, you know, again, there, there's, there's value in entertainment in that, like kind of the, the, again, the dope photo and whatnot. But I, I feel like I was getting to a point where I wanted to like, I want to do some like cooler stuff. Like you were talking about this, um, the, the PTSD piece that you're working on. Like that's, that's a bigger, bigger picture, um, type of bigger picture. That's a film too. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 um, but but the idea so and and so like the fact that we both work with one more wave you know that was part of why I was, hey I want to attach myself to projects that are you know giving back to the community that has provided me with so much um, and and I think the idea that we have we have a we have a skill we have a craft how can I use that craft to you know whether that's reach more people whether that's to you know do do good and, and I think the idea of us providing our value that that is the purpose that you need when you again the qualifying like somebody gave me three hundred dollars for a photo shoot that i made portraits for them you know that's that is purposeful um for me and, and being able to like use that skill in, in a in a space like one more wave and like you know seeing the the relief that these guys are getting from you know getting back on the water and that ocean therapy and whatnot um you know i mean that's that's pow powerful shit yeah uh, and, I, and i think just being able to be a part of that whether that's uh, not everything uh, you know hey not everything i'm gonna do is meaningful and that's okay not everything is gonna be great not everything's gonna be you know awesome but um the fact that you're all you're, as creatives we're constantly 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 creating um so having those like kind of those those grounding like uh powerful pieces i i think under your belt and and continuing to make those um kind of like re refreshes that kind of like drive to really enjoy what I'm doing and, and love what I'm doing. So. I agree a thousand percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when, when, uh, so when I first got out of the Navy, um, and I started doing video, uh, to make money. Okay. So let me back up. Yeah. It, it, How, when, when did you get out? Yeah. So, uh, let me give you the elevator pitch of, okay. of my background <laughs> of getting out of the military, right? Here nice. we go. <laughs> so I got out in a, we got to hit some, uh, I got out yes, in a, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you gotta hit the uh, the Super Mario Rainbow uh, like power up. Oh yeah, now. dude! Oh, that's a good one. I'm gonna yeah. add that to the board. Um, any ideas for sounds? Let me know. The the, the coins? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll do an all Mario sounds uh, board. So uh, I got out in August 2017. Okay. In uh, 2000 and at the end of 2015, I had already always had this interest in getting into uh, filmmaking. So I had bought a black magic camera oh, nice. and the the, pocket, the pocket Ursa, Min, Ursa Mini. Nice. And cool. day one of having that thing at the gym, just getting like B-roll and trying to learn how to use it. Somebody comes up and they're like, hey, you look like you really know what you're doing. I need somebody to film me uh, for my for my uh, website. Will you do that? For sure. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, and he goes, okay, what do you charge? And I was like, okay, look, you're my buddy. Uh, you should know I don't know what I'm doing. But if you let me learn with you, 
I'll do it for free. Yeah. And uh, I, I did. That's what I did. And it was an excellent learning experience. He ended up taking me and uh, uh, my girl out to dinner for at George's by the Cove in La Jolla. Nice. Um, and her and I are married now, so that worked out. Be fancy. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, brother. thanks. <laughs> so um, so we, we did that, and it was a blast. Um, I learned uh, how to do video, and I was like, you know what? When I made the decision to get out, uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. My contracting job magically came about at the right time. Yes. Uh, the contract finally got sorted by the government at the right time. And Here. it all... Can I just mine? Oh, okay. It probably died. Yeah. Uh, cool. So... Uh, luckily, I just reset it a minute ago, so I didn't lose too much footage there. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, so Contract I get out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, I'm gonna do um, video. I'm gonna make money with video. And too easy. I get out and I join Thumbtack. Uh, you know Thumbtack? Yeah. So I'm not, I, a, not a big fan, but right. So, <laughs> I, so I join Thumbtack and I'm bidding for all these jobs, and I get a couple. This one guy, he had a band, and they play, like, local bars in San Diego. They're, like, an old guy band. You know what I mean when I say old guy band? Like, they're really talented. They're old guys. They're retired. They're just doing it for fun. They play yeah. bars. They play cover songs. Uh, and they're just there to have a good time. They don't, they don't care. Uh, they're just having a good time. They're, like, Anything retired. To get away from their wife. They're not trying to be famous. <laughs> they're not trying to be famous. They're just having a good time. So he was actually a Vietnam veteran, uh, infantry in the Army. Or, yeah, Army. And he hit me up um, on my request because I was like, oh, I'm a local veteran filmmaker. Uh, he hit me up. I go out and I do it. Uh, I did two of their concerts. and I, But the thing is, I didn't know this guy. And he's just in an old guy band now. They're talented. They're super good. But the meaningful work part was missing, right? So I, uh, I got some referrals from him. Some people that he knew hit me up. And they're like, will you come do our stuff? And I was like, I declined the work. Because sitting there filming a, their band for three hours, even though I was getting paid good money to do it, was just so unfulfilling. Yes. Uh, it's like working at Burger King when you're a chef. Yeah, it's like working at Burger King if you're a chef. That's <laughs> a, a like you're just flipping burger. You're going through the motions. That's why I'm here, guys. The, it, but I think what, like what what you said too, and and this is kind of where my my prices are still in a. I I mean I started this professionally, beginning of 2018, and so you could say a year and three months. I consider myself very new and, and still constantly learning, constantly developing. And, and I think I, I price in a, I'm, I'm still learning to earn or I'm still earning while learning. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I like that. Yeah. I, I heard that the other day. <laughs> Plug. Um, but, but the idea is like, if I raise my prices, you know, yes, I'll, I'll probably still get work, but at the same time, I'm not going to have the level of work to keep me busy and constantly like right now I'm, I'm like, I'm probably like overbook myself uh, like an idiot, but the the idea that I have I'm getting all this practice all this you know this is constantly like honing my craft even more and more and more, um, but I think that's that's like what what, what you're saying. But to get to the point where all right, now now let's do the do the fulfilling stuff. And again, not everything is gonna have to be that like power piece fulfilling piece of work. But I think having those to like kind of reset and and again like I love doing this now, you know. And it's like you gotta kind of remind yourself um, every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, it always makes me really happy when I get to work with, and now I almost exclusively work with veteran owned businesses yeah. <coughs> and do, uh, videos for them. And right now that's, that's enough. That's all I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do some gear rental stuff. I'm on share grid. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I, I just, uh, but my buddy rented off them. Yeah. Uh, it's, have you had any issues with your gear? Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like 
it's been all positive for me. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, somebody lost my GoPro uh, in the ocean, but I got full money full back. Refund. Mm-hmm. No shit. Yeah. I, I have some of your gear at my house. That's right. Oh, Scotty received some of my stuff from a renter because <laughs> I had to leave. Laura did. Laura did. Yeah, Laura uh, has been doing a lot for me lately. My, my only worry is uh, I've rented cars, and I also, like, we've used government vehicles in the military, and uh, we didn't really take care of those vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I like that idea. It's like, well, hey, this is my camera. is my sole source of income. Doesn't doesn't <laughs> your renter get rated as well? Yep. So uh, if there was anything wrong when I get it back. But yep. the thing is, it's like the, the miles that you put on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I worry about that, too. Like, it, I get it back and it works, but I don't know what happened this yeah. week when they had it. Um, <laughs> he dropped it like seven times. <laughs> here's the play with your tripod. Here, it. Here's <laughs> the thing is that uh, most of the gear that I rent on ShareGrid has already paid for itself. Yeah. Gimbals, cameras, lenses. That's uh, I've rented it enough where I've basically made the initial investment back. Yep. So if it was to get uh, broken now, even if I lost the insurance, I've made the money back. But I've made it back incrementally. So okay. when you make money incrementally, you tend not to save it. So you still feel like you're losing the chunk of it when you ha- if you have to spend it all at once. I mean, would you be cool sharing a number or how much you've made over ShareGrid? Or? Uh I th- I've been Is doing it a little over a year. Okay. It's been about. I suggest you don't. Ask it's been about. Uh, okay. uh, no, I'm, I'm no, no, I'm no, 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 no. I will. I will. <laughs> Actually, I'm. Uh, you know what? I will. I, I won't. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to say that on the radio. But uh, <laughs> I've been doing SugarGrid a little over a year. I made about three grand. Nice. And that's off of primarily about three products. That's badass. Yeah. yeah. Gimbals, GoPros, uh, drones tend to rent. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, what doesn't rent is lighting. Uh, and actual camera bodies. Mm. So l- I've rented more lenses than camera bodies. Yeah. But gimbals, 100% that rents. So nice. if you're if you're a creative out there and you have some gear laying around and you want to rent it, ShareGrid is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. No, for sure. And I've had good customer service c- experiences with them, too. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, we're coming up on, <laughs> on an hour here. The time flies when we're sitting here talking about yeah. this stuff. No, sure. uh, I hope that we got some stuff out about Bunker Labs. But here's the thing. The next six months are going to be about Bunker Labs. These episodes are going to all be happening at the Bunker Labs location. Uh, a lot of them will be featuring Bunker Labs members. Here's, okay, so Aiden and Scotty, um, here's one of my pledges um, that I made up in my mind earlier. Uh, I do a lot of pledges in my mind, so that way nobody knows and holds me accountable to them. But this <laughs> one, let's, let's make this one public. Nice. Uh, I want to talk, on, I want to do a Scuttlebutt Show episode with a veteran who's in Veterans in Residence in every city that VIR has a location. So I want to do a scuttlebutt show, and we can do these over the phone, uh, mm-hmm. with somebody in San Francisco, with somebody in Chicago, with somebody in New York, uh, and all the, and then et cetera. <laughs> Denver, yeah. I think, is one. I want to do one scuttlebutt show with somebody from every VIR uh, location during this six months. That's my pledge to the VIR uh, community to share the stories of veterans and residents across the country. Yeah, oh, that sounds... Absolutely. How many, do it. How many mics do you have? <laughs> well, well, I've got, I've got this thing holds four, and we can do one. Uh, I'm sorry, we can do two via phone call, one via Bluetooth, one via line in. So we could do th- in theory two phone calls. Nice. So we could have uh, is that a couple other like VR guys yeah, from here? Yeah. And, like everyone's kind of bouncing. Uh huh. Hey, that Aiden. Means. Here's the deal, man. Uh, like I said, the Scuttlebutt Show is not about me. It's it's about the people around me. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome every week or as many times a week as yeah, you want to. No, uh, and like I said, I'm going to leave the uh, equipment available for everyone in our VIR cohort to use as, as long as they know how to use it and respect it. Uh, I don't doubt that that'll be a, I have no, I have no worries about that, to be honest, uh, after meeting everybody today. Um, 
And man, today was so exciting to meet everybody and think about the episodes that we're going to do in the future with everyone. Oh, it's great. I can't wait to have the political one, the political guys. That's all I'll say. Uh, I don't know how many people don't want to talk about what they're doing, so I want to be respectful of that. Mm-hmm. But we've got all kinds of people in our group, and I can't wait to tell those stories. Scotty, what I'm, do you I'm pumped. I'm, I'm yeah. ready. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking out the window into downtown San Diego. We got an American flag hanging right there, and I'm just pumped up, man. That's it. It's just exciting. <laughs> Maybe it's the coffee that they're brewing here is extra strong, is but good. I think it's just the patriotism flowing through my blood right now. Maybe uh, they brew that into the coffee. <laughs> patriotism? Yeah. 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 It's it's a uh, half and half. Yeah. Black, black rifle coffee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get. The <laughs> yeah. Who said that they want to get those guys on? Who said that? Uh, oh, oh, Brian. I think it was Brian. Yeah. Brian yeah. was like, "Let's get the black rifle coffee guys yeah, out here." Yeah. I guess he like might know them. If Maybe he knows. He, knows yeah, he, he was at Ra- he was a ranger school instructor. I think so. Okay. Uh, I think that might be how he knows he him. Might know Logan or. It's not yeah. hard to talk people into coming to San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's oh dude, I met a guy. Uh, <laughs> Except for it's been raining so much lately. That is so dumb of it. The city. So. Uh, <laughs> that is so dumb. That Stop is so dumb. You are so dumb. You are so dumb. Well, so I mean, we complain about fires, and then we complain, complain about, about rain. <laughs> right. Wind. Water. <laughs> What's with beaches? Hard. got so many sand. <laughs> What's up with islands? Get more land. Uh, so I met a guy over the weekend. We're over an hour now, so everything, this is all like a... Uh, Extra banter. This won't be on the, this won't make the radio show. Um, the... The uh, I met a guy this weekend. He's a stunt man from New York. He was Luke Cage's stunt double. He was Samuel Jackson's stunt double in Glass, and he was nice. um, what was the other really big one? Uh, he was in Black Panther as one of the leaders uh, of one of the rival clans uh, or tribes or whatever they called them in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the stunt double for one of those guys, and he's an army veteran. He was a uh, uh, admin, and he got out, and now he lives in New York City. He's doing stunt work. And he came out here to work on that PTSD series. So they had actors flying in from everywhere. Like, this whole thing was crazy. And and the uh, there will be a vlog out about that this week, actually, uh, covering that whole deal. And that was Ricky Barksdale, if anybody's curious. Uh, you can find him on Instagram. And he was he was great, man, awesome. Um, the, whole, the whole veteran network in the arts um, has been really great, I found. Like, it is uh, thorough. Like, veterans are thoroughly embedded in the arts, and they are doing a great job. You got to take a phone call? Yeah, I'm just going to do a picture. kind of um, documentation. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, um, that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's been – it's been refreshing, man. It's just been great. And, and this is a real uh, – uh, this is a real boost. Like, today, um, this program getting accepted, knowing TMR, and uh, having him bring me on board this thing is, is – uh, I hope that we make them proud, make everyone proud, and use our the gift of this space uh, to the most of our ability because other people didn't get it. You know, yep. six month sprint. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Well, I, I think I like kind of w- again. I, I'm I'm already like learning stuff from you, <laughs> and uh, and hopefully I can you know share some yeah value back. Um, I think I think we're as like having multiple creatives and especially there's multiple media guys part of the group uh, you know i think we're going to really crush this and I, uh, one of the goals for me that i wanted to do is the workshops uh, kind of they touched on um but like we have so many active duty um you know transitioning veterans veterans that want to get into like kind of these creative spaces and and there's so many different like you're a video guy i'm more photography guy 
uh, I'd like to have like Donnie O'Malley come give a class on like writing or something, you know. Oh, that'd be uh, awesome. You know, and uh, like one of my mentors, Matt Lingo, you know, he's an amazing studio photographer. He's an amazing photographer, but uh, really like understands lighting. Like that would be cool to have him like come give a class on lighting and, you know, and get companies to like sponsor it. And, you know, hey, sponsor this meeting for 12, 15, 20 oh, people. I'm all about it because I inherited Max's old Canon. ADD. ADD. Nice. Right? And now I'm getting into photography. So if yeah. you say, I'm, I'm there. You already yeah. got a customer. Yeah. So this was this was what I pitched them in my interview was uh, we, we do we do workshops. And so, like, so for me, uh, we, uh, we would do a class on, say, photography composition, kind of uh, photography 101. And then, uh, you know, as a marketing plug, we can be like how to take the best fucking selfie ever. And then that'll be like the, the that'll be the, the pitch. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stick or no stick, but have a have a company, <laughs> 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 uh, have have a company. Hey, for three hundred dollars, sponsor this. That's food. That's refreshments. That's everything we need. I, if it's apparel company, like hey, send five shirts that we can give out as prizes, and uh, and then we model their products or whatever. And then they for three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, whatever they get like a slew of product photography we like you know film the whole thing and now it's like hey you have this package piece of content yeah, talked about shared yeah. yeah yeah send around i think i think yeah. that's that's a highly valuable piece that i think companies would want to jump on so i uh my pitch when i did the interview when they said well what do you plan on doing mostly with your time at uh vir i said scuttlebutt show episodes so i, I was like <laughs> i could i could have been here by myself today and i'd be sitting here just like looking out the window talking because this is what I'm doing right now, what I said I was going to do with you. Thanks for staying today. Yeah. Because uh, you're the first VIR guest <laughs> on our, our VIR season, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Wh wh which one do I need for this? I, uh, <laughs> I, got, I got something. Uh, don't, don't do that. There it is. There. Uh, That's the one I need. Not, not, not the star. The applause. The applause. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give it up. Give it up for the scuttlebutt hey. show. Uh, I've got a sound effect request. Okay. You know the sound of like one turd hitting the toilet? Like bloop. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the one I want. Um, we're not on the radio part anymore. Or so air horns. Do you know? Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Uh, John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember uh, Eric's old joke? Which oh. what's what's the only thing faster than your butthole closing after you poop? <laughs> it's the splash of water from the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> or that could have been a. <laughs> 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 it's also that one too because that's pretty scary stuff. Um, yeah, this is gonna be fun. So, uh, like I, s I say, one day we should have a, a a goal to not say the word transition, and every time that you do, it makes that sound. The scary <laughs> one. Transition. <laughs> yes. Oh, you said it. <laughs> I forgot what this one was. Oh, th that's the transition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, which what did we just become? Which way are we transitioning? <laughs> did, did you ever listen to the Grease Man? Have you ever heard of that? Uh -uh, uh -uh. Uh, I got. I got to share. It. He so he was a radio jockey out of DC, but like he's he like revolutionized radio back in like seventies, eighties, and like he was known for all his sound effects. He would make sound effects. He had. Uh, I'll, I'll show you videos afterwards, but if anyone Google the Grease Man and like in action, and it's like him with like cassettes lined up of a wall, and he's pulling cassettes and everything. Um, just like doing all old these one man band like an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 literally, literally, he got he got in a little trouble for some comments he made, but uh, on a creative sense, I mean, he's absolutely incredible. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll share it to you after. This. Yeah, let's share it. <laughs> uh, you, you can look for that on our, our Instagrams, um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I can get it on there. Yeah. Um, uh, 
So we had brainstormed this idea for a segment of the program called Vet It Out, which is like get it, get it out of your, vet it out of your system, which is the part where you can say like fuck or shit, God, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, and I'm it so was tired of being told thank you for my fucking service. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me five dollars. <laughs> give me my Denny's and leave me alone. <laughs> um, and I think now, like we're at a point now where uh, because we have this space where we can definitely do the vetted out part. So let's say uh, Scotty and I have already decided Thursdays are our big podcast day. Okay. Um, Thursday nights at VIR, you can find us. And if anybody wants to come hang out with us, let me know. And you're more than welcome. We're going to do the vetted out segment, which is going to be after the. Uh, main podcast ends. We'll bring some whiskey, and we will uh, have oh, we got the whiskey. have a glass of whiskey and uh, and and talk and talk shop a little bit. Like maybe more of the uh, like sea stories and service stuff. Because um, nice. one thing I plan on doing via the uh, YouTube channel is my story of service from before I joined, uh, my time in, my when I got out. And all that kind of leads up to why I'm doing this now, why this is an important project for me. Even... The other stuff? Or are you just going to, like, are you, like, going to get it blessed? Uh, like, the NSW stuff? I mean, well, I, I know no, you No, 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 nothing that's, <laughs> nothing that borderlines, like, uh, security? violating my security clearance, right? But just kind of like the, uh, uh, the, the more meta stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, why, why, man? Why are we any of us here, you know? Uh, no, just, like. The yep. motivation, like you told me to be like, drill sergeant. I, like I didn't have a <laughs> really any family before I joined, right? So then, oh like yeah. the navy was like my one way out of where I was at. And then why did I get out? That was like family related too. And then what did I miss about getting out? Or how about a a story about how when uh, I was deployed in Afghanistan in two thousand nine, and I had to have surgery because I had a hernia and it was uh, strangulating my uh, intestine. So I had to fly to Germany to uh, have surgery. I was only two weeks from the end of my deployment, so they just recommended I go home. I go home. It's Christmas Eve. I end up in a hospital in San Francisco, and two nurses who were strangers, and I'm all drugged up. I don't even remember their names, uh, drove me from San Francisco to San Diego on Christmas Eve, and it was Christmas morning when I got to San Diego to Balboa just so I could be with some people I know on Christmas. And those types of stories are worth sharing, you know? That's, that's, that's the amazing. kind of stuff that, that makes you... Just be happy to be part of like a military first responder, you know, nurse, doctor, you know, just people that have that gene in them that want to help or yeah. change or be part of something bigger than themselves. I think it's just that's just awesome. Those those ladies didn't have to do that for you. No, and they did not at or all. They could have just said and they were going to and just take you down the block and dump you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that stayed with you forever. Oh man, forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, you never forget. You can't. Yeah. yeah. If if uh if they ever happen to hear me telling that story, I would love for them to reach out and like, hey, I'm one of those nurses. Hundred <laughs> percent. I you know take them out to a nice steak dinner and never call them again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, like stories like that are just um, inspirational, worth sharing. Uh, it's a good deed, you know. I, I'd like yeah. I'd like to tell those kinds of stories. That that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. No gotcha. uh no trade trade craft or anything like that. Yeah, good because <laughs> I don't want to have to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> and just so you know, like, and we can edit all this out, right? I still work for the government. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm a GS-13 at Naval Special Warfare. Oh, nice. So we tend to not say what I do or anything that we did within that realm just because I, d I still am beholden to yeah. God. Right? <laughs> and now I'm, like, a very big part yeah. of how G the levers get pulled. GS-13, right? yeah, let's wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Who would have known? Yeah, well. Right? Suckers. That's amazing. Let's, uh, okay, so... 
let's wrap up the podcast part, and then we can. So that way we're not recording any extra stuff because I'll, I'll go through and delete that. Okay. Uh, so let's take a, like a, a one second radio silence so I can edit it in right there, and then I'm gonna do closing closing thoughts. Okay, so Aiden, uh, we're getting ready to wrap it up here. What are your so this is the first episode of the Scuttlebutt Show that you've been on. I'm sure there will be others. What um would you leave the audience with as far as VIR, uh, getting out of the military, life afterwards, your own business, plug anything you want, yeah. uh, send it. So one of the things that I have used uh, time and time again right now, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to be very busy with work, um, but when I wasn't busy, uh, I would do this thing called social sprinting. And uh, I, I would consider myself maybe like I, – I probably like uh, like a mix of introvert extrovert you know being able to like turn it on and turn it off and like um, but knowing that hey for business you have to be out of your shell and you need to be communicating like like you said you're I would say you're a catalyst like you're I want to put people together I want to be that kind of mediator between people um, I knew for for as a photographer and a videographer like no one's gonna find m- me if I don't put myself out there if I don't constantly post on Instagram constantly create create momentum for yourself and so I was living in Orange County at the time. Raymond was down here. I would come down, uh, probably I, I would stay on like a friend's couch for like three to four days, and I would schedule out as many meetings, coffee dates, uh, uh, like networking events, and it would uh, it would be like anywhere from like five to seven networking events in in like a three to four day span, and and that would create just just in that like three to four day period, that would usually give me anywhere from like five to seven jobs, and then I was like, all right, now all right, we're good. Um, but, and that was like a social sprint. It's like, just go, 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 go be that social butterfly and create that momentum for yourself. And I, I very highly believe in like, we can create our own opportunities. Um, you know, whether that's saying yes to things, learning when to say no to things. Um, but I, but I definitely put yourself into, uh, we kind of talked about this earlier about like, you know, it's okay to, it, it's okay to be comfortable, but also know when, when you're getting too comfortable and when you have to like break that kind of bubble. Um, you know, and, and for me, it's like, all right, hey, work's slowing down. Put yourself in that uncomfortable space again and, and get out there and, and promote yourself. And, uh, and again, self-promotion is huge. Um, but yeah, social social sprinting is what I would consider that. <laughs> awesome. That's <coughs> Yeah, that's great. I like what you said about knowing when to uh, not get too comfortable. Because yep. uh, being too comfortable means there's no adversity. And if there's no adversity and there's nothing to overcome, you're not going to innovate and you're not going to grow. Uh, Scotty? I'm just happy to be here in uh, these new fantastic gigs and be part <laughs> of uh, yet another amazing veteran program uh, and excited that uh, to meet our new friend and all of our new friends to come. So let's uh, six-month sprint. Let's do this. Boom, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, the Scuttlebutt Show, March 7, 2019, day one of VIR. Stay tuned for a lot more exciting stuff to come via the Veterans and Residence Program. Make sure you subscribe to Instagram and YouTube. Uh, you can find all that stuff at the Scuttlebutt Show, and you can find us at the Scuttlebutt Show at gmail.com. And we will be talking to you guys very, very, very soon. <laughs>